And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First Acts chapter 4 verse 13 states this. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. The distinguishing mark of the apostles was not their formal education, but their consistent relationship with Jesus. Of course, God uses everyone in all stages of life, social status, race, and education. He used a donkey to rebuke a prophet. But being connected to Jesus is a never-ending kingdom education. The world and the worldly will never recognize this, but most of them won't be in heaven anyway. So kingdom kids keep learning from the king. Next, many teachers and leaders want us to be aware that the word Christian in the early church was a negative, and in Antioch it probably was. But no matter, because in a short amount of time, the word Christian came to mean one who follows Christ and his teachings. That's why in the later church, the label became an honor and not an insult. It's also why people who call themselves Christians are simply not Christians if they don't follow Christ and his teachings, regardless of how they feel that day. And finally, who are you? Who, 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 who are you? <laughs> I tried to do that thing. I just couldn't do that. You know, it's like, who are you? Who, who? Okay. Uh, not knowing who you are can lead to becoming something you don't want to be. And the enemy knows this. So he will, if he can, keep you locked up in darkness and hinder who you are in Christ Jesus. He tried it on Jesus. He will try it on you and me. And the answer is that God tells us who we are. Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Yeah, sometimes that's not that much fun to share. Spiritual observations. My life's insanity is an oeve. So much more. How much more? A lot. And hey, we're asking you this. What do you think? Now, during the show, you can email us. That's cool. We got a Chromebook that might make it through the next month and a half. <laughs> After that, it's not going to last. Anyway, you can email during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. Yep, yep, you're allowed to call. 972-445-0770. 
When you call 972-445-0770, I want to explain to you what that's like. You'll end up talking to Captain Chris. And when you call 972-445-0770, you'll find out that talking to Captain Chris is just like reaching your last minute on your cardio workout. It's the best. And then you'll be... It's not bad for about three hours of sleep, I think. What do you think? I could be doing worse, right? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay. Uh, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is if you have a question, a thought, a comment, and if you've got something you want to share, reach out to us. We'll be glad to pray for you. We'll be glad to have, give you the opportunity to share a praise report. Sergio called in earlier. He had a great question. Fantastic question, brother. And uh, and uh, it took a long time to answer it. It is true. But that's, sometimes that happens. And so the bottom line is you can call. You can ask something as complex as that, or you can ask something even more simple, like sprinkles or not sprinkles on your free donuts. I mean, that's, that's a really important question. Uh, also, we do do Bible trivia, even though I didn't do that earlier, but we are doing it now. And so here is the opportunity for Bible trivia. I want you to tell me, get ready, get ready, get ready. Tell me, who said this? Who said this in the book of Acts? See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Okay. Who said, see, here is water. Who doth, what doth hinder me from being baptized? Who said that in the book of Acts? Right about, I think it's Acts 7. I'm uh, pretty sure. The bottom line is who said that? If you think you know, reach out to us. You can just call the 972-445-0770 number. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. We do have somebody that is calling in. They got a question or a comment? Okay, there's somebody with a question, so we're going to have that trivia. If they can't answer the trivia, they don't have to. They just can ask the question because we don't make people do stuff around here. <laughs> this that I know of. All right, let's send him through. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, this is Annika. How are you? I'm doing fine, Annika. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I am doing a major spring cleaning in the Lord, and it's really rejuvenating. <laughs> Amen. That's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That's a great way to go about it. Like, I'm doing a cleaning in the Lord. Love yeah, it. I a... really want to get just where I hear him and him alone and not all this excess baggage from bygone years. Yeah, I got you. I, I, I absolutely understand that. And even some of that garbage comes through the Christian journey, but it doesn't mean it's all from Christ. It's like, what was that? You know, you take it That's in. True. <laughs> Is that true That's or what? True. <laughs> okay, how can I help you? Okay, um, yesterday when I heard the show, I did a double take because I thought, surely I didn't hear that right. Um you were talking to Deborah, and you were talking about, uh, at this particular juncture, you were talking about, you know, some people when, you know, they're in religion, you know, will say that certain sins have higher marks than others, which is ironic, since any sin will send you to hell. Correct. And that's a direct quote. And I'm like, what? Yep. Yep. How can that be? I mean, if if the, my understanding is the sin is the sin of unbelief, and all the other sins are the result of unbelief. So, 
were you intending? Okay, great question. You want to hang on? Because you can hang on. There's nothing wrong with hanging okay. on. Okay, I will. So so here's here's what it is. You are right that I should have given a special classification to blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, because that's actually the one sin that's not forgivable. But any sin that we commit not under the blood of Jesus, in other words, any sin you commit as a person is sufficient to send you into a disfellowship with God. God, if you imagine that God, this is kind of a great illustration that a professor gave uh, in one of the master classes. He said, if you think of God as pure white, and even the smallest possible, most insignificant sin is like a drop of red, no matter what happens, that red will always be on there and it will never be white because you put the red on it. Only if through Jesus Christ does it become fully white again. So the idea is that any sin, anything that you do that is contrary to God is a separation from God. That's the standard that God set up is he's holy, and the only way to access him is to reach a level that you and God could be in companionship, and that only comes through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ imputed to you, not something you reach yourself, but something you receive. So what we call that is the great swap. And the great swap is you take all your sins, all your all the bad that you've ever done, and you put that into the palm of Jesus Christ, and he takes his righteousness and puts that into your heart so that every time God sees you, he sees you through the glasses of Jesus Christ. That's the only way that the righteousness can prevail. Everything in the Old Testament pointed towards the redeeming work of Christ. Everything in the New Testament points back to the redeeming work of Christ because in the mind of God, all the events that center around fellowship with him center around the, re the redemption of Christ. What happens is when people sin is they put a barrier, a separation between them and God. No matter how big or little it is, any sin— can send you any rebellion against God can move you in the wrong direction. Saul's rebellion wasn't disbelief as much as it was disobedience. And then what the prophet said is, you know, when you when you disobey, that disobedience is as the sin of witchcraft. So there's a there's an idea that disbelief starts that process, but some people who believe in God still rebel against God. It's not an unbelief sin. It's a defiance sin. And that's what we're talking about. Anything that you do that's a different standard than God is a defiance. And that's what we're separate. But it's still seen with Christ yeah, between with us the, for the and Christian. The but that's for the Christian. What about for somebody who's not a Christian? Well, they just don't count, period. I mean, it just doesn't... <laughs> that's, so that's what you know, I'm talking have, about. <laughs> they don't have... That's what I was Christ talking about. standing in their stead. So correct, correct. So no, nothing, none of that applies, right? Right, correct. In other words, that's where you get any sin will send you to hell. Why? Because if you don't have the redemption of Christ, it's a sin, no matter what it is. Lying, stealing, cheating, any any breakage of the Ten or anything beyond that. Of course, the Tenth Commandment was anything internal because it was coveting your neighbors, this, that, whatever. So that's all on the inside. Any breach of that, if you don't have Christ as your righteousness, that will separate you from God for eternity if it's not handled. If and you're it goes a, under the heading of unbelief, which is the... The sin, because if you, well, 
I, I think I've heard you say that it's not sin that sends you to hell, but it's unbelief. No. You would not have heard me say that. Because there's hmm. people that, remember, Satan believes in God. Oh, that's true. Okay, so there's no, yeah. Yeah, but he ain't going, he ain't going to heaven. In other it's words. The, it's the accepting of what Christ did on our behalf to bring us back in relation with the Father. Right, although there's a couple of people in ministry that freak out at the word acceptance because they're legalistic. But that's not the problem. The problem <laughs> is, that, well, they do. I can't do anything about that. But they, what they do is they, they mess up in this capacity. The righteousness of Jesus, you have to receive it. You have to say yes. Now, some people say yes, and they go through a massive process of repentance and turning away and banging their head against the wall. Some people are like me. They go, oh, sure, that sounds good. (laughs) And then then the Lord works on that person for years and years and years and years. In other words, the process getting in, only the Lord knows that part. But apart from Christ, any sin that a person has, apart from Christ— will direct them in eternity apart from God. So that's what that reference was. Okay. Does that help? That does. I'm glad I stayed on just to clarify a few little niggly things, but I got it. I got it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because when it was said like that, just kind of— Yeah. And and you were kind of hurried, so— because I think uh, Deborah had to get off, but um, it kind of got hurried, and I I think it kind of— got lifted away, and I was like, what? Yeah, I, no, and, that that, and that's my fault if I didn't give that clarification. I think that was when she asked about divorce, so I was doing a couple of quick one-liners yeah, yeah. <laughs> in there. And my point, I think my my original point in that was that for some reason in the church, uh, divorce is worse than murder or something. And it's just like you're sitting there going, really? I mean, is this <laughs> the conclusion? Well, and, and I see that too. I mean, that's, I exactly agreed, you know, because you said, you know, this one gives— you know, murder's got this many points, and all this has only a few, and it's like, yeah, yeah, no. It said if you break any, if you break Correct. one, you've broken them all. And it's funny how we as people want to hold stuff against each other on that particular scale. So, But that does clarify it. Okay. Because right. I was like, uh-oh, is he slipping? Or <laughs> well, now, now, now you should know, I slip a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to even get the wrong idea. It's like people are like, well, you know, do you know this, that? Well, Ten years ago, I'd have slapped myself. Ten years from now, I'd probably slap me now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> eh, that's part of it. That's part of growing up in the Lord. Uh, that's why you're silly. You've been slapped silly so many times. <laughs> you are not kidding. That's why my ears are so big. <laughs> <laughs> They're not big. Okay. Very good. Well, very good. I'm glad that that got clarified because that really disturbed me. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So, yeah, good. And, okay. And then never forget if I say something, especially eschatologically, because that's the area you, there's more contention in than any other area in all of Christianity, is how the end times are going to come about. It's like the number one by about fivefold. If you hear something and you don't like, eh, I really don't process it or I don't get it, that's fine. You don't have to. What you need to do is take whatever the <laughs> Lord brings into you and use that to get closer to him. That's what you yeah. got to do. Yes. That makes that's sense? That's what's going on right now with the spring, major spring cleaning. <laughs> I mean, like, wow. I it's, love it's it. It's a real eye opener that's what he's awesome. doing. Awesome. Yeah. Great job. Well, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to stay with the show for a little bit because we still have our trivia question. 
And so I still want people. Now, I did get a couple of answers. I'll give people another chance, although I got to remember which one is. Okay, yeah. So in the book of Acts, <laughs> took me a second. Uh, somebody, somebody uh, after they talked to Philip, somebody said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me from being baptized? Who said that? Okay. We do have some people that text in with the correct answer. It's always like that, you know. The other day we had texts in five in a row. They were all wrong. It's like, ouch. Anyway, if you still, if you think you know the trivia question answer, don't hesitate. Reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I will do my best to get everything in. <laughs> it's going to be tough. But I have to do this one little teachy thing because, you know, we got to. Okay? Uh, let me just say this really nice. Okay? And this is going to be short. Okay? Ready? School's not out. <laughs> okay? All right? You know school's out? I just talked to my son today. Oh, school's out. I'm like, no. <laughs> school's not out, kid. He's like, no, no. School's out. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not out. Just like, okay. Here's what 2 Kings chapter 12, verse 2 says. Throughout the time, Jehoda, the priest instructed Joash, and Joash did what was right in the Lord's sight. The entire time that that dude was in charge and was the, was the king and was the leader, he had a godly teacher. And the entire time he had a godly teacher is, is, is the process where he did all these great things. And then when that relationship was broken and that priest was no longer there, then he went to these other things. <laughs> See, and the idea is you never stop learning. Can I? Just, I'm just going to say this: not formal education. You never stop kingdom learning. Only get this: only Jesus, as a human being, only Jesus has nothing to learn. Just think about that. Wow. Whoa. Wait. What? Only Jesus. Now, I'm not going to say Mo is going to class every day now in heaven, but only Jesus. Has nothing to learn. And you know how we went through this whole thing, what was it, about five years ago? It's a teachable moment. It's a teachable moment. You know what? You can't have a teachable moment. You have to have a teachable spirit, not a moment. You have to have a lifetime of letting or enabling or seeking or desiring the Lord to correct you and direct you. He doesn't correct you and direct you because he's trying to show he's right. He does all of those things because he loves you and he's trying to help you. So never stop learning. And I'm not talking about formal education. Believe me, after I get done with this thing, <laughs> I'm not going back in a classroom setting for anything. But I'm never going to stop being a kingdom learner because I have so much more to grow. You have so much more to grow. Let's have a teachable spirit because the reality check is that school is not out. All right, now I'll give the uh, trivia question answer, and then we'll take our break. The question was, who said to Philip, see, here is water. What does hinder me from being baptized? And that would be the Ethiopian eunuch. That's who said that in Acts chapter 7. There you go. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hello, 
Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, though you may appeal to a higher power. Who is David Spoon? We have on the line Tina from Elko. Tina, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? What? I am doing great. One, the, is this the first time you've heard the show? No, I listen to you every time I get into my car when I leave my job. Ah, awesome. Thank you very much. Is there anything that we can be praying for just to be in agreement with you regarding anything that the Lord's working on in you? Yeah, there okay. is. Okay, fire away. Um, first of all, I'd like to see my family's hearts turn. Second of all, I am not putting God first and... I'm not being obedient in certain ways. Let me sum it up a little bit. I have a boyfriend. Okay. I should answer it. So I really need prayer to get back on track with God. Okay. Let me pray with you, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, let's pray. Lord, we just come before you right now, and we lift up Tina to you, and we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that uh, first and foremost you would work on her family's hearts, that uh, there'd be a softening, and that there'd be a grace and a mercy given uh, to the family and uh, between the relationship that Tina has with the family, and we just pray that your mercy would prevail, and we just pray that you would encourage her. Instead of this being a discouragement, let this become an encouragement that she is a daughter of the Most High seeking out help from her Heavenly Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. So we've had two really good uh, segments. One with Sergio asking a great question. I just took a really long time to answer that. And some people are like, well, you know, it should be shorter. It's like, well, not, I'm not. Okay. And then two uh, with Annika asking that and the good follow up. And you have the right. I want you. Listen, I'm your brother. I'm not your pastor. I'm your brother. You are welcome to ask me. You're welcome to say, what about this? Or, or you can say, I, I have a hard time with this. Now, I'm not going to give you all of the answers to, for example, how you actually make the best homemade pizza without uh, without uh, that costing you. <laughs> I do know. Well, actually, my mom taught me. 
So I'll leave that there. Mm, see? But I will say it's a sweeter pizza, so you got to be aware of that. It's not more of the – okay, never mind. Uh, anyhow, so I want you guys to be able to do that. I want you to be able to engage. I want you to be able to talk. I want you to be able to hear one another because that's what the fellowship is all about. That's what we're trying to do. Okay, uh, did I say that we were in K double A man or not? I can't even remember. Probably not. All right, K double A man. Okay, there you go. That's a here's your next trivia question. As I slowly lose the rest, <laughs> you guys, I'm so happy that school's almost over because my brain is leaking out of one of my ears right now. Uh, who said this? Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. I'm just going to put that down and trust that somebody will have an answer for that. Uh, the number here is 972-445-0770. It is also, you can uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Again, the trivia question, who said, thou art Peter? I'm just, I'm just not convinced he had the King James thing going on there. But Okay, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I build my church. Who said that? If you think you know, reach out to us and let us know. Uh, a couple things I do want to tell you. Uh, we do want to pray for Ukraine and the United States. So let's do that now because we have an opportunity to pray. You don't sit there and say, oh, I'll do that when I get home, and then you never do it. No, nope, we don't do that. Let's pray right now. Father, we come before you right now in the precious and powerful name of Jesus Christ. We ask for peace in Ukraine and that the gospel can be spread and hope can reach people that are hurting. We pray that exact same thing for our country, that there can be peace and a proclamation of the gospel and the opportunity for people to know you and that we could be vessels, exactly what we were talking about, Lord, of your compassion and of your hope and of your love. Help us to be that to others. And help us in these situations, in these countries, in this situation, in this fight, in the warfare of the world. Help us to shine bright in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Okay, so, uh, and then we want to do that. You want to be very careful. Uh, as if you make a commitment to pray for somebody, you pray for them. And if you make a commitment to update people, you update. So it's kind of, kind of the right way to do it. All right, I do have a joke. And since our timing is all messed up, you might as well enjoy it because this is just how it's going to go. Okay. All right. Ready? Right. Now, don't get offended. I can already feel the offended people having a hard time. Uh, new pastor. A young man had just graduated from Bible college and was called to pastor a church close to his hometown. The new pastor was so nervous at his first service, he could hardly speak. Before the second appearance in the pulpit, he asked his former pastor, how he could relax. The old minister said, next Sunday, it might help you if you put in a little bit of wine in that water glass there of yours. Take a few sips every so often. should relax you all the really good way. You should be able to get through it. Next Sunday, the young minister put the suggestion into practice and was able to talk up a storm. He felt great. However, after the service, his former pastor pulled him aside and offered some advice for him. Number one, next time sip rather than gulp. Number two, there are 10 commandments, not 12. Number three, there are 12 disciples, not 10. Number four, we do not refer to the cross as the big T. Uh, the recommended grace before meal, meals is not rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, yay God. Number six, we do not refer to our Savior Jesus and his disciples as JC and the boys. I would. <laughs> I would do that. 
Uh, David David slew Goliath. He did not kick the snot out of him. And then last but not least, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are never referred to as Big Daddy Jr. and Christian Casper. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like that one? That's pretty good, right? Okay. (laughs) It's just a classic. Uh, It's just so funny. Um, okay, the trivia question. The Who said, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church? If you think you know the answer, reach out to us, 972-445-0770. Also, text 214-210-8483 as well, david at org. Let me get into this next teaching, and if nobody gives the answer, we're going long, so just who knows. Be lucky if I get another break in the way things are going right now. All right, so I want to I want to make a little clarification. I've been in churches where this happens, so I'm, I'm I want to be nice about this. Okay, kind of a rare moment. Now I want to be I want to be nice about this. Okay, so what what, what happens is when when people are teaching the Book of Acts, it talks about uh, uh, believers being called Christians at Antioch, and then there's uh, quite a few pastors who really make the strong case that that was derogatory, not you know uh, positive. And then what they say is, so you should be a Christ follower, not a Christian. Okay, so this is like the, the reasoning behind that. Okay, here's the problem with that. Wrong. Okay, let me help you out. First Peter 4.16, but if anyone suffers as a Christian, he should not be ashamed, but glorify God in having that name. <laughs> so, you see, see, this is what happens. Okay, <laughs> see, it's true in Antioch at that point. It's true that the, there was a derogatory element towards the name Christian. But that's not how it stayed. It got better in the church, and then they started to be honored by that. And listen to what Peter says when Peter writes his letter, 1 Peter 4.16, anyone suffers as a Christian, he should not be ashamed, but should glorify God in having that name. It might have been a insult in the beginning, but in the Christian community, it became a badge of honor. Now, in the world, it is no longer, you know, it's, it's it's still people, what do they say now? Oh, those Christians, oh, I mean, they, it's like they curse Christians out, right? But when you meet somebody and they share that they're a Christian and you know that it's genuine, you love it. I love it. We love it. Because that's what we are. We are followers of Jesus Christ. If we suffer because we bear the name of Jesus, there's nothing to be ashamed of. We should glorify God in it. And if we suffer with him, we will share in his glory. And if you never suffer as a Christian, that might not be good. In the certain context of this, if they go around locking up Christians, are you going to jail? Ouch! Right? Is there enough evidence to put you away? That's an interesting question, right? Uh, we'll just leave that right there. We're going to take our break, kind of get a bit, little closer on track and see how that goes. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770. By the way, the answer to the trivia was Jesus. Here at the Truth Station here in Texas. We're going to take a short break, then come back. Don't go anywhere.
What is the David Spoon experience? When you are in the presence of the Lord and his presence is strengthening you, and we talked about that can happen through the word of God, through prayer and through fellowship. And then you go through some process where somebody sends you a text or somebody sends you a letter or somebody calls you or somebody sends you an email or somebody looks at you funny or somebody kind of glances or somebody says something about you or you hear something about yourself or you eat the wrong kind of tacos and you just feel bad and the joy is sucking away at the moment. Here is the answer while the devil is trying to take your joy away. Here is the key for the next 365 days for your life. When the devil takes the joy away by robbing you, you go back into the presence of God again. When the devil comes in and robs you and takes that joy, will you get up off your duff or your blessed assurance and you go into the presence of God again, be it prayer, be it Bible, be it fellowship, be it worship, be it whatever. I don't care. Get up and get back in the presence of God again. And when the devil comes around the second time and knocks on your door and you open it and he takes it from you again, then you get off your blessed assurance again and you get back into the presence of God again. And when he does it a third time, you do it again. And when he does it a fourth time, you do it again. Because the strength of the Lord is in the joy of the Lord, which is found in the presence of the Lord. And when he comes a robbing, you go to refill. When the tank is empty, put gas in it. When you're depleted, fill it up. And you think, well, I can't do that. Why not? You did it the first time. Yes, but that was special. Why? Because you tried. Try again. But you don't understand. No, I don't care. That's much, much more heartless to say that, huh? That's a good one. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, don't, I care about the truth. I don't care about somebody's, well, my perception. Well, good for you. God bless you. When you can figure out that you can argue with God, let me know how that goes. If you win that argument, you come back. You can take the throne. But you ain't going to win it. So when the enemy comes and he comes a stealing, you do exactly what you need to do to take it back. If he steals from you, you take it right back. Why? Because you can. Because he's not empowered to keep it from you. He's empowered to take it momentarily. You're empowered to take it right back. Take it. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're really trying hard to bring this back on track somehow. Well, we're trying, but, you know, what do you do? Speak for yourself, David. I know. (laughs) Okay. Who said this? We're in the Who Said This series. So yesterday we did that, so we're going to do it today. Who, who, who said this, okay? Think, think uh, fish, okay? I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who has made the sea and the dry land. Who said that? 
who said that. If you think you know, we want you to give us a call, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. We will now send you to the website and tell you this very simply. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't give. <laughs> but but we still need it to keep going. So that's the bottom line. Check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> That's, that's that's about how I feel right there. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will say on this one, Al got it first, and Deb has uh, correctly given the uh, backup answer, the secondary response. Here is the trivia question. Who said, uh, think, think, fish, fish. Who said, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea. And the dry land. Which prophet said that? If you think you know, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Let's do history. Let's go All right. Uh, today, for those that don't know, is Donut Day. So Donut Day means if you go. To, so I know it's Dunkin' Donuts and Krispy Kreme do like the free donuty thing. And then I was just telling Kevin Chris, I uh, read that Seven Eleven does a buy one get one free, but I don't know how fresh those are. Because <laughs> if they're open, okay, <laughs> just follow that. Okay. Uh, oh, you know what it is? <clears throat> it's Repeat Day. You know what it is? It's repeat day. You know what it is? It's repeat day. You know what it is? It's repeat day. Get it? All right. Uh, it's also love conquers all day, which is good if you know Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 7. Many waters cannot quench love. See? No, that's good. And then it's National Egg Day. <laughs> what do you do with that? Okay. You eat an egg, I think. Well, I, I guess. Do you, do you like, what's your favorite kind of egg? Do you like scrambled? Do you like hard-boiled? Do you like, uh, what do you like? I like over-easy. Okay. I like over-medium in that, you know, right, right in that range. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Uh, 1851 on this day, first baseball team to wear uniforms, the New York Knickerbockers. Uh, 1965, first American to walk in space, Edward White goes for a walk outside Gemini, Gemini 4. His walk lasted for 23 minutes. Um, he actually died in the 1967 Apollo disaster. That's sad. Making him and the crew the first American astronauts to die in space. So, And then last, uh, 1969, the original, the original series of Star Trek aired its final episode. Then they waited 30 years and made $60 billion. Uh, okay, so the trivia question has been asked. We will give people that opportunity. If you don't know, then 
Uh, Chris will wave his hands and jump up and down and throw something at this. Okay, don't do that. Uh, here's here's uh, the trivia questions. This is by a prophet. He said, I am a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made sea and the dry land. And then your big, big hint besides the prophet was, that's fishy. <laughs> okay. That's fishy. That's good. Okay. Uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. I'm going to use the non-direct context for this on purpose. So just relax, okay? Uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned to the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended... He was hungry, and the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Why this text actually is quite really super fascinating is the real, real temptation there was for Jesus to use his power, his miraculous power, to change a stone into bread to feed himself, to take care of himself. And God never bestows miracles on a person, uh, a ministry of miracles for themselves to be self-taken care of or self-edified. It's always for the benefit of others, okay? So that was part of that first temptation. But you, you have to appreciate, and many commentators have, on the devil saying to Jesus, if you are the Son of God. He must have been so much the son of God that Satan had to drop that question. (laughs) In other words, Satan wouldn't go, well, if you're the son of God, it's like, why would you say that if I wasn't? (laughs) That would be be the logical, I think, response. But that's not what I want to focus on, although that's another good point. If you are the son of God, is the enemy also tempting him with self-doubt? And Satan, he did this to Jesus. So if he did it to Jesus, can you expect anything less coming in your direction? What Satan does to most of us is he, the first line he drops in is, are you really a Christian? If you hear that line from Satan, that good luck, good. <laughs> That's what you good. That should show you are. Otherwise, he would never ask you. Second, he's trying to instill doubt in you in confidence, in the confidence that you have. One of the things Annika said that was really good is the unbelief process. And this is this is what Satan is actually trying to move people from a faith to a, a doubt. Literally trying to move them from believing to not believing or to questioning or to doubting. And the reason that he's trying to do that is because he's not unaware that faith is a powerful tool. And so the enemy uses doubt and self-doubt against us. He used it against Jesus He's going to use it against you. And the idea is for you and I to be a little more grounded in the truth that who you are is a child of the Most High God. And nobody can or should be able to take that away from you. And you might have ups and downs and... Lord knows when I was a child, I wasn't always great. And Lord knows when my children were children, they weren't always great. But they were always my children. And that was never a doubt. You are a child of the Most High God. 
Don't let the enemy try and strip you from that, okay? All right. All right, the answer to the trivia question. See, I actually got this done on time. Thanks for the waving. That's really good. Who said, I am a Hebrew? I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made sea and the dry land. That would have been Jonah. Jonah said that. That was the fish hint. See, fish. Kind of fishy, isn't it? All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. As promised, we are going to now uh, have our interview with the Apostle Peter. We were fortunate uh, enough to have an interview uh, a couple weeks back with an angel from heaven, and now we've been given permission from the powers on high to go ahead and have an interview with the Apostle Peter. Peter, thank you so much for uh, taking the time for whatever's going on there in the heavenly realms and uh, talking to us. Well, Dave, you're welcome. I'm real glad to see that people are carrying on the work of loving our Lord Jesus Christ and advancing the kingdom. And I'm very, very, very pleased to see that the radio station is moving forward in advancing the Lord Jesus Christ in his lordship, both in uh, personal lives and in corporate lives. It's a great thing for me to see. Well, thank you, Peter. Uh, that's great. And uh, so I guess I want to ask you some basic questions. I'm really breaking this uh, interview down into two separate sections. The first section is kind of before the resurrection, and the second section is kind of after the resurrection, after the ascension. Okay, Dave, that'll be fine. I know exactly what you're trying to accomplish here. Uh, probably unknown to you is that uh, we know exactly where this is going. Well, Peter, I don't want to say that that's kind of scary, but okay. Here's uh, my first question to you, sir. Uh, what are you absolutely the most proud of as a disciple and as an apostle of Jesus Christ? Well, David, that's a great question. The thing that I am absolutely the most proud of was the moment that Jesus asked all of us to identify who he really was. And it was at that moment that I was able to say that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. That's the actual rock that the church has been built on. I think some people thought that the rock might have been me myself, but it was my confession that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. It is that statement of faith that the church has been built upon and that the gates of hell have never nor will ever prevail against. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I finally came close to hitting a cue. Not exactly, but close. Okay, here's your trivia question. Last one. Now listen to me. The answer to this trivia question is not Jesus. <laughs> Who said, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge? The answer is not Jesus. Lord, so you see how you know that is because he said, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Who said that? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Please do not forget to pray for the audience. So I was praying for the audience today. And I know this is going to sound kind of bizarre, but <clears throat> while I was praying for the audience, I just, uh, I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit or just my desire. So I'm going to tell you that right now so you know. But uh, just this great sense of wanting everybody to be blessed. And that's exactly how I prayed. And so I, I would ask you, encourage you to somewhat follow that. If you can pray for the audience, pray for them to be blessed. Okay, whatever their capacity. The Lord knows how to bless people so much better, better than they even know what area to be blessed in. The Lord knows. Because he said, Lord, bless them. Love on them. They're, they're my brothers and my sisters. Give unto them, Lord, your graciousness. And bless them. Okay? That's so I'm just encouraging that. Do we have somebody that's going to answer the trivia? Wow. That's a, we're, we're rolling now. All right. Send them on through. This is David. Who am I talking to? Yes, sir. This is Will Rogers. Hi. You doing, brother? How are you? I'm great, and I hope you're doing even better. Uh, I think I'll be doing really, really good in about 10 or 11 minutes when I go, wow, that was some show. <laughs> it's been a challenge, but uh, we got through it. We're, we're, we're still here proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord. That's the key, right? Amen. All right, here you go. Now, the answer, not Jesus, but who said, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge? I believe that would have been Stephen when he was being stoned. That is correct, sir! Excellent job. And what's great is yesterday we were doing the book of Acts. We were one verse short of that. So we didn't get to that one verse. So I was really hoping people wouldn't get that all messed up. So excellent job. And that's why he said, Lord, don't lay, don't lay this at their, you know, don't, you know, don't hold them accountable. Do not do not let this sin be given to their charge. That's why he said it that way. Excellent job, brother. Very good. Very good way to send us into the weekend. Yes, sir. You have a blessed weekend. All right. All right. God bless you. Excellent job. Okay. Uh, DNA. Ready? D. Draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Okay? It's not the daily planet. It's not any of that. This is daily. Okay? It's not Richard. It's daily. Spend time with the Lord, even if it's just a little bit. All right? And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed. Never let the world shame you. Don't let others influence you. The Lord knows how to write a book. Right? Never be ashamed of what he has to say. And then, A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that our attitude is not just self-centered. I know it's difficult 
from time to time when things are hard. I got some trials going on. But you know what? You just got to go, you know what? I'm just shifting the focus from this mirror to off of the mirror. And then, then you're operating in the DNA, draw closer to the Lord daily, and never be ashamed of Jesus' word, nay, always be ready to serve, because other people matter to God. Okay? All right. Uh, we did that. We did that. Have we covered everything? <laughs> Please tell me we've covered everything. I think we've covered everything. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Luke 4.1. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, okay, we already did this, right? But I got something I didn't pick up that I didn't talk about. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. This is an area that people dislike immensely. People say on a regular basis that I've talked to, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. And then you start bringing up some of the harder things and they go, well, I want to be kind of like Jesus. You know, it's like <laughs> that kind of thing. Here's Jesus, the there is no better example. He's full of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit directs him to win the lotto. Yeah, to the car that if he has the key, he can get a free car. Yeah, to the scratch tickets that will make his life grand. Oh, oh, wait, that's not what it says. It says, and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. I think, well, there's no way. Really? So when God brought Israel out of Egypt, God didn't bring them into the wilderness? I mean, that's exactly where he brought them. And so full of the Holy Spirit. And so I know that some people get all weirded out on that. But what I, what I want to do is, is make a quick distinction because some people are trying to learn to walk in step with the Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I'm going to show you something that is one little thing that a lot of people don't know, and that is Jesus was led by the Spirit, but when the demons would direct people, they would be driven, not led. Uh, that's interesting. What do you mean driven? Like like pushed, not not directed, but forced, like pushed in, a, in, a, in an overwhelming negative capacity. And so the, the key for us to understand is that the Holy Spirit leads us, and he does sometimes lead us uh, into uh, leading us forward into what would be a desert or a wilderness. And you think, well, I don't want to go there. <laughs> and I understand. But sometimes the wilderness is what produces the greatest, grittiest faith that you will ever have. And you think, what, what do you mean? Sometimes it's in the wilderness when things are not all, you know, wonderful and skittles and rainbows that you polish the depth and the seriousness of your faith that will enable you to go through anything. And you think, oh, but isn't there another way to do it? No. <laughs> That's the answer. No, there's not. The way that the Lord teaches us is he polishes us in those trials that you go through, and they have, they have their moments. I mean, they're right. But they have purpose. And everything that the Lord allows. So one of the things that we don't talk about a lot uh, is uh, like Job, his whole situation, he didn't understand what was going on. What happened? Satan asked for permission to go after him, right? That's the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Satan asked for permission to go after Peter. Okay, so that's both the Old Testament and the New Testament. That ain't the issue. The issue is in both times God said yes. 
That's the issue. And so you think, what? And that's so you can understand that sometimes those harder times that come against you have other purposes, other reasons behind it. But prior to that, if the Lord brings you into a season of wilderness, it's not because he doesn't love you. It's not because he's mad at you. In fact, for Israel's sake, it was really so that he could get them in shape and get them cleaned up. And so you go through and you go, lead me, Lord. I'll stay in the wilderness as long as you need me to, as long as I need to be here. And that should be the attitude that we have. Don't be driven by this, that, or whatever. And, and goodness sake, if you're watching television and that drives you, shut it off, okay? Eat a Snickers, okay? I mean, that's <laughs> give yourself a break. But go with the flow that the Lord is establishing for you. He doesn't bring things in your life for nothing, even if we don't understand what it's for directly. He allows it for a reason. And that's called trust. All right? Okay. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 71, 72 and a half hour break. 71 and a half. 71 and a half hour break. We'll be back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.